Welcome to your sanity safe space, the call-in show where you decide the topic. From love chat for Matt to the hate in your heart. I can't believe it. There are no limits. You can be nice. I love legends. You can be mean. I don't give a fuck. Or you can blow it all up. Every Wednesday at 9, it gets crazy when you get their number and you can call them maybe. And now, here they are, Matt Christensen and Blonde. Hello and welcome to the show. It is the call-in show, the show where you get my number and I am at your mercy. I haven't done a solo stream like this since... I want to say about three years ago, like since the very first call-in show. Obviously, Blonde is not here. She informs me that she has lost her voice. Uh, so she'll be back on Sunday. I have it in. On, uh, I have her word on that. We have sweet costumes that we'll be wearing uh, during the Sunday Halloween special, so we'll catch her back then. I'm going to do an abbreviated show tonight uh, in light of her absence. Since I don't know if I can carry this, it might be total crap. We'll find out. Hopefully you guys will uh, go easy on me. We'll see. Uh, I'm going to do calls for about 50 minutes, and then uh, we'll do about 10 minutes of super chat uh, on YouTube and Streamlabs at the end. I can't guarantee that I'll be able to read all the messages tonight just because uh, without someone to banter with, you know, it's a, it's a little bit tougher. But, uh, of course, I do appreciate all uh, contributions to the channel nonetheless, and I'll do my best to get through as much as I can. Uh, and then we won't do questions, email questions tonight either, since uh, a lot of those are sent with the idea of Blonde helping to answer them. So we will return to our emailer questions next week. And uh, I, you guys know how this show works, so I'm not going to go over all the rules. We'll just hop into it and see who we can talk to for about 50 minutes time, and then uh, we'll catch up with Super Chat at the end of the show. So Jay Edgar's up first. Jay Edgar, what's going on, man? Hey, big boy. Well... Uh, thanks for bailing me out. I'm glad to have someone to banter with. Hey, that's uh, not a problem here. I've got uh, three questions for you and hmm. one final thought. So we'll get through. They'll be quick questions. So this all has to do with the uh, Democratic field that's coming up for the next presidency. Because sure. I don't think I was doing this segment when you were on my show, but I'm dying to hear your reaction right now. Okay. First question, by statistics and what we see from the news this week, who do you think is going to be the presidential nominee for the Democrat Party? Uh, well, uh, two to three months ago, I would have put my money on Biden, but I don't think he's going to last. Uh, do, let me ask you this. Am I limited to people who are currently running? Yes. Yes. Okay, well, then my money's on Warren. But okay. I, but if you gave me just anybody, like not just Hillary Clinton specifically, but anybody who's not declared, I might take undeclared candidate. I think that's I think that's like a dark horse possibility right now. That's fair. Now, say Trump strokes out and Pence can't pull it together and you have to have one of these 17 that are running right now. It has to be one of them that's running. Which Democrat candidate do you want to see as the president? Uh, well, I'd take I'd take Gabbard or Yang because I think they're sane people, even though I don't agree with them on much, if anything at all. But I wouldn't panic if they became president. If someone like Warren or Sanders became president and, God forbid, Congress went the wrong way, too. Uh, well, let's just say I'm glad that I um, that I've been uh, cashing some supplies. Let's put it that way. That's a fair answer. And the last question is going to be purely entertainment value. Nothing else. 
no statistics, no policy prescriptions. Who do you want to see on the debate stage next to Trump coming up next year? Warren, no question, because of her ridiculous lies. And Trump's going to have a field day with them. It won't be. She is. Uh, I think she's rather extreme on a lot of policy. But that's not going to be the entertainment. It's going to be the. I, I pick your Achilles heel with her. The Indian stuff, the weird pregnancy lie. There's, You know there's more than that. You know this is a person who has a history uh, of lies like this, and we've probably only seen the tip of the iceberg. Uh, I'm pretty sure that's uh, got me about timed out at this point, but I got a final thought here. I made a, uh, sure. I made a purchase this past week, and it's really kind of changed my life, and I hope that you'll take some time and uh, look into the fountain pen phenomenon. Because <laughs> Get the hell out of here, dude. Have a good take night. Take care. Eastern Promise is up next. Eastern Promise, what's on your mind? Hey, dude, you hear me all right? Yeah, I can, loud and clear. Good stuff, just doing some muting. So, uh, you want to talk uh, Canadian blackface election or <laughs> Jonathan Yanev? Well, I know we're going to mention at least both on Sunday, but I have I'm not I'm not a Canadian politics guy, so I have a general understanding of what happened. And I only saw the headlines of the Jonathan Yaniv stuff. So uh, I think the Yaniv stuff is is more interesting if you want to go that route. All right. Um, so, I mean, effectively, the the ruling of the kangaroo court came in today and uh, you know, pretty relieved to hear the decision and just the, you know, I think the unapologetic language with respect to calling him out on his bullshit because the the judge or whatever the, you know, kangaroo representative basically said, you're, you're completely full of shit. You're doing this because you're mentally ill. And, really? you know, you're trying to, well, he how much paraphrasing to, liberty are you, are you taking in saying that Did the judge I'm, actually I'm taking, say that? I'm taking, I'm taking quite a bit. Okay. I'm taking quite a bit. What, what he said, it was, you're taking advantage of vulnerable people for the sake of your vanity. Uh, hmm. because if you okay. remember, uh, Yanev was actually targeting, uh, immigrants and you know just very sort of small business ads and just being disgusting about hmm. soliciting ball so, so you're saying the judge basically assigned malice to our friend jessica yes yes he did but but and i guess the question that lingers then is what if what if he or she whatever didn't have malice what if this was it <laughs> What if this was legit? Like, what What if it's, I guess my problem with that, if that's what the judge says, is that well, that's just a determination of genuineness. And that can't be the test. Like, if, I, if I'm genuinely trans and I genuinely want the services as opposed to maliciously, is that actually a difference? I, I don't think it would make well, a difference. Well, I think, I, I think it just fails to pass the reasonability case hmm. because... Uh, I mean, effectively, and, and um, you know, I was actually more prepared to talk about uh, Canadian politics. I thought you were going to go in that direction. Um, but, uh, well, first of all, keep in mind, this is the human rights tribunal and not okay. actually a court. So it's extrajudicial bullshit that we just have to put up in Kanakistan here. Hmm. Uh, and I mean, this was a very, very unique case and uh, effectively, I mean, I, I need to pull up the ruling, but he threw it out 
charged her for uh, the court's time. And I think, um, you know, putting these people through the rigmarole of the case. Uh, and furthermore, basically said that, um, you know, gender is more than your feelings. Okay. All right. I'll have to take a look at it before Sunday, because based on the way you're describing it, that doesn't sound satisfactory to me. That sounds like, you know, the judge making a character judgment or something like that. Well, I'm not, I'm not sure. I think it was basically a reasonable standard with respect to you know, you you cannot just trump something up like this, and effectively, um, you know, your your sort of your genitals are what they are. Mm-hmm. In mind, it's a kangaroo court. It's not an actual court. It's a human rights tribunal. So it's it's a feelings so, court anyway. We don't have objective legal standards here. Precisely. Okay. Precisely. Well, that that helps uh, that helps me make more sense of it. All right, man, I got to let you go. But uh, but thanks for explaining it. And I'll look into it more before Sunday for sure. All right. Have a good night. You as well. Uh, Orwell's ghost. What's up next? Uh, here we go. Bear with me, guys. Orwell's ghost, you're good to go if you're ready. Hear me? Yep, loud and clear. Go for it. Awesome, man. Hey, uh, so yeah, I just kind of wanted to ramble about something I was thinking about today, which was you know this whole climate activism thing. Uh-huh. Um, I was talking to my brother the other night, and he mentioned something about uh, uh, Eisenhower's last address to uh, uh, to the nation. You know, the military industrial complex. Uh-huh. Um, and one piece of that that wasn't mentioned uh, or that's not often well known is the uh, the other thing that Eisenhower talked about, which was this this growth of uh, a scientific technological elite that would kind of uh, use the axiom of scientific proof to to kind of drive uh, public policy and the mm. direction of the country. And you got to kind of look at like the patron saint of modern climate activism, Al Gore. Um, something that a lot of people don't know about Al Gore is he actually flunked out of divinity school, the uh, at Vanderbilt university. And uh, what's interesting about that is my brother was talking about, you know, basically this guy essentially traded one religion for another. And in the time period between him uh, getting flung, you know, flunking out of Vanderbilt uh, at the, out of the divinity school for whatever reason, and <clears throat> going to law school, excuse me, uh, he actually became a journalist um, because he was, he was really, uh, he was really into, you know, social injustice and all kind of the counterculture and all that kind of stuff. And he uh-huh. kind of understood, I think the power of like syntax and, and, and language and how to manipulate people. Mm-hmm. And I think kind of, I think a lot of that is really evident in, in what you see in climate activism today. It's, it's kind of like a, a religion now, right? Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people make that comparison and I, I mean, t- to be honest, some of the most religious zealots I know are these, are these climate change people. Look at what's going on with Extinction Rebellion in, uh, well, I guess they're in the U.S. now, too, but particularly over in Europe, it's like weird performance art that they're doing, like doomsday performance art. This whole thing kind of came to me because um, my friend, a friend of mine and I uh, found out that one of our uh, one of our kind of estranged friends has joined this Extinction Rebellion, and Mm. uh, uh, he's, he's estranged himself from us for you know, for the natural, for political reasons. And it, it's really sad. You know, we, uh, uh, we served with this guy, you know, he was, a, he was a good friend. He was a really, really smart guy. And uh, hmm. you know, he's a hell of a Marine, like one of the brightest guys I ever met. But 
he's I mean, he just completely lost it. And and it, it is zealotry again on like on you know, an almost an almost pathological level. And and I think you kind of see that with, you know, your prophets like Greta Thunberg, you know, original yeah. sin, you know, penance and all that kind of stuff. It's just it's something I've I've really been on your end about. of time. Of course, it, yeah. Yeah, and, and you know, again, yeah, they are. I think one thing I was going to say is what they don't have uh, is is they don't have um, uh, they they don't have a method of 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 forgiveness, right? I mean, there's there's no real path to uh, path to salvation with them. Yeah, I I wonder. I suppose maybe if you just accept all of their tenets uncritically, will they welcome you in at that point? Even if you're a former denier, as they call people. I don't know, because most yeah, people don't I, do that. Like, honestly, these people have gone so extreme that I, you know, it's like I, I want to idle my car and, you know, put the car in neutral and put the put the pedal to the floor, <laughs> uh, you know, just to spite them. Like, I, I see the scenes that, like we were watching on the stream on Sunday. And, yeah, I get very spiteful about that sort of thing because they're not trying to convince me on any honest terms anymore. They're just trying to be an obstruction in the life of good people. And I don't consider that a legitimate yeah. form of persuasion. And so, I, yeah, I'm, I'm spiteful against them. I, I, I want yeah, to it, it, rebel against them, even if, they're, even if they're right about the science, which is sort of outside my wheelhouse. Yeah, it's the natural. I think that's the natural inclination of human nature, and 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 that's that's I, again that's the issue that Eisenhower talked about. He talked about you know about being wary of you know kind of technological and scientific um, uh, technocrats. You know that they would mm -hmm. they would uh, the elite that they would again you know kind of take over with what you know British historian David Starkey calls kind of uh, an attachment to hyper rational uh, liberalism. You know which kind mm. of which kind of uh, you know, applies reason to everything and thus destroys it. It's uh, sure. Uh, you know, Sargon did an analysis on 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 a cult analysis, which was really fascinating. That's, I guess ah. that's what made me think about it. All right. Well, I got to let you go, but thanks, man. I appreciate it. Hey, I appreciate it, man. I'll try and call in next week. Thanks. Yep. Have a good night. Dill Prickle is up next. Mister Prickle, you're good to go. I assume, Mister. You there? Mr. Prickle, I see your mic lighting up. All right, uh, let's try the next one. Let's try myth. Oh, there you go. Go for it. Hey, I'm here, man. What's on your mind? Uh, well, ever since the 2016 election, I've kind of been thinking in my mind about the majority versus the minority. Now, obviously, here in the United States, we've tried to develop a system where neither the majority nor the minority can trample on the other's rights. Yep. But uh, I feel as though when you have situations like we have now where it seems, at least based on the data that I've seen, that you have such a close split, let's, let's say with Donald Trump, where you have so many people who are either with him or against him, it seems like it's becoming more and more of an all or nothing situation. And I'm just having a hard time determining, I think, when the rights, when we start just saying more people are voting for something, so we just decide that we want to just go with them. Okay, this is getting a little weird. Yeah, well, no, I, I, I kind of understand. I'm, ha I'm having from. some trouble. I'm yeah. having some trouble squaring the ideas of majority versus minority and what we can do to preserve the rights of both. And 
when do we just say, hey, well, what, um, uh, what do you, what do you mean by say majority, right? What would that mean? Okay. Like well, we, we, by majority, we, I just mean more people. Let's say, when do we determine on say a policy or something? Okay. So like the Brexit a referendum is something that mm-hmm. I was thinking about as well, where they had, it was a pretty close race from what I can tell, uh, just a little over 50 voted for just a little under 50 voted against. And it seems to me like, well, how do you square the will of 48 people, 48% or something like that of the population losing and having to go along with this um, decision? Not well, that I don't, I, uh, not that I, I mean, disagree. I guess I, I don't I mean, see I guess any... that was just the rules of, en- I guess that was just the rules of engagement. And everyone yeah. I don't see, first. I don't see a, a minority right being violated in that case. I mean, do you have a right to be a member of the EU? I mean, no, that that's, so I think what's crucial is, is um, defining what those, not just minority rights are, but uh, more precisely individual rights that, that shall not be infringed to borrow the phrase. And you protect those. Everything else is subject to with, you know, within certain constraints, majority rule. But the way we've mitigated that is by decentralizing power. And we've had 50 places of majority rule rather than one such that I if definitely. I think such that if I, you know, if, if one majority in, in California sucks, then yeah, I can move to Montana and, and it, hopefully it's something that's more aligned with my values. So I think that to answer your question, if you if you want to protect both individual rights and to make sure that the will of the majority is honored, the way that you do it is is by the U.S. constitutional structure, which is you know you have you have a federal government that generally protects us all, but in terms of your day to day, what you what the majority ought to have have control over, yeah, you just make that so that smaller locations can exercise that authority. And if you're one of the minority who says, you know what, I think they're doing it wrong, I think this sucks, then you vote with your feet. And you and you find a home somewhere else. And I know that's not always convenient. I don't want to move either. But if if people come into my state and vote for all sorts of insanity that I don't agree with, I would I would rather have the option to move than no option at all. So I think that's how you that's how you cater to both the interests that you're talking about. Yeah, definitely the U.S. Constitution's method seems the best. Um, you know, when you see one of those maps that have all of the counties in all of the States, and you realize mm-hmm. what a large spread of the country, especially in 2016, what a large spread of the country um, wanted when they voted for Trump. It just, I feel like it sort of illuminated something for me. Like, I still had the issue with minority versus majority, yeah. uh, the yeah. will, who should be honored. But it, it just reminded me that, you know, you really can't put power into the hands of the most number of people because no that's just another form of tyranny those people those people aren't spread out yeah those people aren't across this vast country that we have they have no clue what someone in kansas or in uh, montana exactly something like that once i don't want to rule over people in california the problem is they do want to rule over me when you look at the map you're describing loosely i think you can break it down as uh, blue counties, red counties voting for leave me alone. Blue counties voting for no, I'm going to control you. I think it's, it feels, it, it feels I know that, that sounds a little unfair, but I, it, I think it's something along those lines. Uh, I'll give you a last well, word if you want it. And then I got to let you go. Uh, frankly, I don't have one. Um, 
I guess right. Finland's got some fountain pens to recommend. <laughs> Get the hell out of here. All right, have a good night. Uh, wow, look who's up next. It's Rebecca, but don't get your hopes up because I don't think it's that one. Uh, did, maybe this, did this person have to change his name? Rebecca, did you change your name? Because I don't see you now. So uh, let me know and maybe I can come back to you. After that is I am Sorticus. Let's get Sorticus in here. Uh, Sorticus, you're good to go if you're ready. Hey, hey there, how's it going? Oh, wait, I just asked the uh, forbidden question. Sorry about that. That's all right. It's not forbidden. <laughs> it's, in fact, the most common question. Indeed. By the um, way, I'll say to everybody, too, I have, there's so many things to manage, and usually Blonde does, like, the chat and super chat and stuff like that. So if there's something technologically that I'm missing, just please, uh, you know, let me know um, with a Discord message, or if you, one of you callers can let me know. But as far as I know, everything's going all right, and everybody can hear everybody and all that. Anyway. Yep. As uh, far as I know, things are going fine. Um, so first I just wanted to let all the listeners know, anyone who's in the New York City area that hasn't joined uh, our Discord, we're having a meetup this Saturday. If you want to find out when and where, uh, follow the link um, to the spreadsheet with everyone's information and you know, email one of us and we'll get you in the Discord. Sure. Um, but for discussing with you, I wanted to get your reaction to Crowder's video that he put out in a sort of impromptu live stream this week. Yeah, I did. I did watch it. Gabbard yesterday. getting suppressed by YouTube. Um, I would like to see a response from YouTube, but based on his, pre- well, let me back up and explain to people who didn't see TLDR. Correct me if I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, uh, Crowder, because he was, he was targeted by YouTube with all this, uh, Vox adpocalypse crap and Carlos Maza or because he was targeted by YouTube and Vox, uh, had been running tests searching for his own content and discovered that finding his content in the YouTube search uh, feature was sort of geographically dependent. That is to say, if you search for him in the US, sometimes you'd get weird results where he's buried. If you search for him in Spain or Germany or something, uh, then he pops right up. They ran the same test with Tulsi Gabbard in the midst of her... Uh, fight with Hillary over this last weekend. Same thing. So like when Tulsi Gabbard is viral, when she's red hot, everybody's searching for Tulsi on YouTube in the US over the weekend. When you search for Tulsi, apparently it was a bunch of like, you know, Hillary calls out Tulsi videos and Tulsi's actual channel and Tulsi's actual videos were buried. If you search for Tulsi Gabbard in other parts of the world, then you get directed right to Tulsi's channel. And um, and Crowder did about an hour show explaining all of this. I, I'd encourage people to check it out. Uh, and I don't, to my knowledge, YouTube has not responded, right? There's been no no statement from them. Yeah, not that I know of. Um, apparently, some people were saying that the video went like up and down and up and down and that it was yeah. having trouble being seen. And the other um, factor at play yeah, here so is that it, the my understanding, too, is they ran the test on Friday. They tried it again on like Sunday or Monday after the controversy had died down a little bit. And then Tulsi got normal search results in the in the U.S., implying that there was some kind of. Uh, you know, Oops, some kind of finger caught. on the scale. Like somebody's yeah. pressing a button, be like, ooh, everyone's searching for Tulsi now, better bury her a little bit. Right. It's it's yeah. very weird, and I think Crowder did a good job explaining why the explanations that you might you might expect to hear from YouTube don't really fit with the evidence he's compiled. 
So yeah, I look I, I look forward to hearing their explanation, but I doubt we're even going to get one. It, it it would seem that Google and YouTube are intent on election meddling. <laughs> I mean, yeah, the stuff we we've been that, focused like, on for the last three years. Yeah, we know like CNN has their preferred candidate thanks to the Project Veritas video. You know, we know that yeah. they're really gunning heavily for Warren. So it's really it's really insightful to see how much these these different companies are pulling for their candidates. It makes me wonder what was going on in 2016. Um, yeah. And, you know, makes me think about all the other, you know, methods of communication they've cut off, like uh, deleting the uh, the Honkler meme subreddit a while ago. Oh, I didn't even um, hear about that. Oh, yeah. No, no one did. Exactly. So, um, <laughs> but all yeah, right. so that's they, they're like artificially suppressing everything from an actual candidate down to just like these little, you know, autists making memes. So final thought, if you want it before I got to let you go. Yeah, I'd like to see uh, Gabbard's response to uh, what Steven said. I'd love to see her on his show. That would be really entertaining. Yeah, that'd be cool. You know, she's sure. the she's probably the only Democrat I could be okay with Trump losing to. So yes, I wouldn't vote for her, but I'm not never. going to. As I was saying earlier, I wouldn't panic if she won. I would not feel like uh, things are going to get really bad if she won. Right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Thanks, man. Have a good night. Uh, to the user named Rebecca, uh, hop, uh, maybe I'm just missing you in one of the waiting rooms. So if you're still around, hop in the waiting room and I can try to get back with you. But other than that, I don't know where you went. If you changed your name again, uh, Frank is up next. Talk to Frank. Hello, Frank. Ah, hey, Matt. How's it going? Well, you know, I'm doing my best. I'm trying to run the ship solo and, you know, it's always a little awkward, but I'm doing the best I can. Well, I'm sure you're doing good. Well, I, I sent in a super chat about uh, mocking uh, Becca Lewis not being sufficient. I yeah, yeah. I, I wanted to talk to you about that because I was curious uh, what your, yeah, just what your thoughts on that were and what you think the steps to take are. Well, the, th- the thing is that using logic to convince people is, is nice and using le- rhetoric to, to mock people and to make them feel bad is nice. But we've been doing that since when, like 2015? Has the SJW heads been exploding? You know. Yeah, and so, uh, but to be fair, I think to a lot of positive effect. I think it. I think it's working quite well. Well, it, it kind of works to show the normies that uh, that uh, they're stupid, but to <laughs> the the Becca Lewis and uh, the Jared Holt types who actively go after people to, to mm-hmm. get them to platform, I think it's it's better to go with the tit for tat approach. So like, what would you, specifically, what would you advocate doing? Well, I would, I guess I would advocate trying to d- destroy, like, their uh, their job. Like, if we mm. can uh, find some way to take away their job, that's good. If that's not possible, go after their families. See if their ooh. jobs can be taken away. What, 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 ooh, well, ha- so you want to, basically, you want to dig dirt and weaponize it. That's what you're talking about. Yeah, because then, then they feel the pain, you know? And then, well, then, I know, uh, I know Jared Holt. I know I don't think Sticks dug it up, but I know I've seen him share it before. Jared Holt has some spicy Facebook posts from back in the day where he called people faggots and things like that, which is, of course, very ironic. Uh, but the thing is, like that information's out there, and then the people employing them, the people who give them the the little power that they do have, don't care. Like the double standards come into play there, and it's like, well, he has the right politics, so. You know, we don't care that he posted a bad word in 2009 or something. Yes, and that's why I'm suggesting go after their their families. 
but uh, has has that worked? Have they been? Let's let's put it this way. Can you name anybody on the right who they have successfully gotten a family member or something like that fired? Have they done that? I don't know exactly, but uh, but like, say if you get the platform by by Jared Holt, isn't it just fair that you go after like his sister or mother or something? Uh, well, I mean, I you're talking to the wrong guy because I wouldn't, <laughs> you know, my principles and all that. I wouldn't. Yeah, do but that. like Ethereum, Ethereum, you know. Sorry, say that once more. Yeah, I know that you're never going to get your hit piece, so so it's not going to happen. Well, yeah, there's something to be said for that. Um, I guess I understand what you're saying, which is like fight their fire with fire. I just my only pushback. Well, my pushback beyond the, the ethics of it is that I just don't know that the people who are putting them in power care. I think the double standard protects them, you know? Well, I, I, I know in Jared, Jared Holt's case, I know right wing watch is funded by Soros, so he's right. probably not going to lose his job. Yeah, you think Soros but gives like, a shit? Maybe, maybe he has some family that, that can be hurt, you know? I just don't in know. A, in it's a like monetary a, way, of course. Right. I mean, well, yeah, I, I grant the distinction. To be clear, I still think it's unethical and it's a line that I wouldn't cross, but I understand where you're coming from. Uh, I just don't know that it's it would be successful. Like, who's going to fire somebody because their brother or their son is like has you know has stupid politics or something? Well, I'm I'm talking about digging up dirt on the brother or the son, or maybe like creating some dirt. You know? <laughs> oh, ooh, that is, man. Uh, well. <laughs> I defer to you on those kind of tactics. Cre- you mean total fabrication? It's not like they're they're strangers to, if not total fabrication, uh, the distortion of evidence. Let's put it that way. Well, that's what CNN does all the time. So yeah, mm. why not? You know, oh, I guess I'll leave you with with the reason that the Germans didn't use the mustard gas in the Second World War. Okay, that's be because careful. In the, because in the First <laughs> World War, the the the, the the oh, what's it called? Like the British, they used the mustard gas on them when, mm-hmm. when they got the use on them from the Germans. Then everybody suddenly stopped using the mustard gas. Ah, uh, so you're saying you're you're applying this analogy to the Jared Holt situation. You're saying like yeah. if, if you teach them the consequences of the standards that they're setting, perhaps they'll learn. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I can at least meet you halfway and say. When people fall on their own swords, I have a hard time finding sympathy for them. That doesn't mean that I want a world full of the swords that they want, but I'm not going to cry for Jared Holt uh, if he falls victims to the to the standard. If he falls victim to the standards he's created, for sure. Yeah, and if Jared Jared Holt gets his own medicine, then the Jared Holt number two, who's next, is going to think twice. You know. <laughs> All right. Well, I admire your spirit. <laughs> Well, thanks. Least. Thank you, man. See you around, Matt. Yeah, of course. Uh, oh, oh I, I, I lost him. But I assume it was something about fountain pens. Uh, perhaps I'll get the update next time, Frank. Uh, Repeal the 19th is up next. Uh, unfortunately, Blonde is not here to appreciate that name. But uh, Mr. or Miss 19th, go ahead. Hey, it's Neon Football. <laughs> ah, well, well I, I, will, I will make sure Blonde is aware of your fantastic new username. <laughs> Okay, uh, before I get started on what I wanted to talk about, I did want to say that you did skip over Myth twice. He's coming up. Um, he, his oh, name did I is miss Rebecca. Myth? 
Yeah, he's coming oh, up as Rebecca. Oh, okay. They, they, see, that's so he's the Rebecca. Yeah. Okay. So that's the okay. So just so anyone knows, or everyone knows, if you change your name while you're in the roll call, it doesn't change your name for me to see it in the waiting room. It looks like because oh, I don't have a Rebecca in the waiting room. So just don't change your username while you're waiting. <laughs> All, right. <laughs> All right. Thank you. All right. No problem. What I wanted to talk about today was um, the problem with women today. And as a woman, I see this a lot is that women aren't being prepared to take on wife roles anymore. They're not being trained by their mothers and they honestly don't care about it. And I see that as a big problem today. Well, and it's being frowned upon. Like not only are they not getting it's, it's being, you're being told that it's a path to unhappiness, that it's somehow lesser than your full potential or, or, you know, all of these things, which um, even for women, the, the reality is a lot of women choose that role. I'm not for subjugating women, but Aww. there's nothing, but there's some, <laughs> it, it's a shame that women who choose a housewife role, which by the way, is a lot that oh, they yeah. are, that they are shamed or uh, treated as though they have been robbed of their potential or something that that's, that's backwards. Oh yeah. If it wasn't economically unsound i would love to be a housewife and you know my mom made sure i had all of the all of the resources that i needed in order to be that she made all me and all of my sisters clean and cook and she made sure that we knew how to run a house before I've, we left the house. I've got and you kind of in slow motion. I think we have a weird connection. Today, but... man, I also don't love girls wanting to stay in a relationship for very long. Sorry. But... <laughs> then it went fast forward. All right. I've got a weird connection with you, but um, finish your thought if you'd like. And Oh, it's just, it's just a problem. I think that women should be taught how to be wives and stuff like that because they're all useful uh, they're useful skills to have going forward in the world. No matter oh, absolutely. what. Absolutely. Even if you don't choose that path, they're useful skills. And we talk about this on the, on the show all the time. It, it, the, the lie, the, the tragic lie of feminism is that generally it leads women to a place of serious unhappiness. Oh yeah. And I don't want any woman forced into any life she doesn't want, but to pretend that, um, that, that being a career a career woman who lives in an urban apartment as a cat lady who drinks wine on the weekends is going to lead you to a happy, fulfilled life. That's just not reality. That is a lie. And we're training a generation of women to pursue that lie to their own detriment, to the, to their own unhappiness. And that's, that's a tragedy. It's really sad. Yeah. And of course it, it impacts the men too. I mean, obviously as we talk about on this show all the time, finding the type of woman you're describing very, very difficult, which makes men unhappy too. And I mean, that's the, the, the warped relationship between men and women and gender roles generally, I think it's is like, at the heart of a lot of social unhappiness right now. It's like that song from the 1920s called uh, Masculine Women, Feminine Men. Mm. So, I mean, I encourage everybody to go take a listen to that song because it sounds a lot like what's happening today. And that's my last thought. Well, it sounds like you got uh, you got your head on straight, and uh, just please teach your daughters. That's all I can say. Oh, I will. Don't all you right. worry. Thank all you. All right, you have a good night. You as well.
Uh, okay, I gotta get myth, because of course I missed myth earlier. Okay, myth, or should I say Rebecca? <clears throat> yeah, don't think I didn't hear you dead name me earlier, Matt. Well, sorry about the confusion, but like, you can't change your name. And just because I changed my name to a woman's name and start taking some je some hormone blockers doesn't mean you can skip me, Matt. Come on, you're such a patriarchal show. All right. I mean, get to the get to the get to the. This point. is my point. You, you boss man. Come on, that's your title on this server. That's mm -hmm. just pushing the patriarchy, Matt. Come on, we yeah. know. Blonde's also boss man. Come on, just quit pushing the patriarchy. I mean, just because I started taking a few hormone blockers and uh, changed my name, you're just gonna skip me? That's not. Well, what? A, cite your studies, please. Come on, I, I do. Do you have those studies for me? I mean, just because <laughs> I'm becoming a woman, this makes no sense. So okay. I'm, not, I'm not even gonna let you make me leave. I'm gonna leave myself because I'm a strong, independent woman. <laughs> He's out of here. Great story compelling and rich that that was uh well there was some effort there i gotta acknowledge that uh okay <laughs> i don't even and now who did i leave off on red falcor is up next okay i wow we're we're spending time quickly here we're already at 40 past the hour so i'm gonna move as quickly as possible to get through a few more of you guys in the last 15 or so minutes i got red falcor where are you here we go red falcor you're good to go man Hey Matt, how's you doing? Well, I'm uh, I'm hanging on. Awesome, getting, getting there. <laughs> All by yourself, right? It's a new, it's a you new know, challenge. It is it is interesting uh, because of course people do solo shows all the time. It's probably a skill that I should develop. But I've always <laughs> loved having somebody to banter with. I think it's to me so important in what makes a podcast or a stream enjoyable. Not that I there's plenty of solo shows I enjoy. Uh, I just don't know that I have that skill to be a solo broadcaster, or at least I don't have it refined. So, you know, there's a little bit of me that when I have to do it by myself, I kind of panic a little bit. I don't think I know anybody who does two plus hours on j j j just taking calls from uh, other people all by themselves. So it's definitely, I would imagine it's particularly emotionally taxing. At, at the very least uh yeah it's just like you can't rely on somebody else to make a joke to to get people to laugh and all that it, it just it, there's a cost there's a cost of like humor and kind of casualness sure uh and you know uh, i i i should develop the skill i'm not complaining whatever <laughs> i don't want to give that impression and i appreciate that everybody's hanging out tonight still i had no idea what to expect i was like well shit what if i set it up and nobody wants to talk we'll see how that goes yeah i uh i'm i'm i got you a new fan recently i think from uh, oh, cool. nigeria actually you sure it's not uh, a scam it's, i'm pretty sure okay <laughs> i'm not not 100 percent, but he's in the ch chat tonight as grandpa and okay. I've been trying to get him on, but but uh, but he's on mobile, and so that's what's oh yeah, sure, uh, uh, killing him. But uh, but hopefully he'll get on tonight. He's he's f far down the roll call, but it took me a few 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 times to get in myself a few few weeks, I should say, to f mm. f figure it out. Because uh, yeah, yeah, 
discord can be confusing so yeah i know i know it's kind of rough and for people who there is sort of a a barrier to entry for people who one you know are kind of nervous to call into a show generally and then two it's not the most intuitive system and i I understand that um Mm -hmm. it's just the best system that we have yeah no it it works well enough yeah yeah and i was just telling him that it's the only thing i know of that it's like a uh, worldwide town square, like it's it's mm. very equitable how you guys run it. And uh, oh, sure, and just dis- Discord generally is a really and you know thanks for the compliment, obviously. But mm-hmm. Discord generally is such a cool tool. It's like uh, if I watch like a, a stream of a game, like whether it's a baseball game or a football game, and mm-hmm. there's always a link like, oh hey, here's our chat on Discord. That's really cool. I'm not you know I get my Discord fill doing this, but. It's such a way to join communities on the fly with some sort of common interest. Uh, yeah, the whole thing. If you're a person who's interested in any online communication whatsoever, Discord is a fantastic tool that you just got to spend a little bit of time to understand, and then you can really unlock uh, its true potential, which is great. I, I think. I think overall, it's great. It's just it's not obvious how to use it. Yeah. 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 Yeah, but uh, but I I, I I didn't have a lot for you tonight. I was hoping to bring in grand, Grandpa early. Okay. But, uh, yeah, but I, I see him down. Uh, I see him down there. I'm not sure I'm going to get quite that far, but I'm going to keep I'm going to keep working through here, and I'll sure, see yeah. I'll see how far I get. All right, man. I, I appreciate you very much. Have a good night. Sure. Have a good night. Appreciate it. Let's see. Uh, Seawall's up next. Seawall, you're good to go if you're ready. Yeah, I'm here. How are you What's doing? What's on man? your mind? I'm uh, all right. How are you? Well, the uh, storming of the Congress by the Republicans. Uh, what's that about? I'm not, I don't know the reference. Oh, uh, you didn't get the news today? Um, a bunch of 30 Republican congressmen stormed a closed session uh, that uh, Shift was having. Um, and they're basically demanding that he open up the that they either they open up the impeachment inquiry generally and do an yeah. actual vote and get people on record. Or um, what was it? Or uh, open up these meetings. So the thing is, the only things that have come out of these meetings is like one bit of information, which was uh, the statements from that one acting ambassador saying mm-hmm. that there was quid pro quo, but that was in an opening statements, and they did not include any of the cross examination. Yeah, and my understanding of that guy too is that it was his impression that there was. Yeah, you know, it, and, and, and we don't know because, as the point you're making. You can't listen to the testimony. You just have to rely on New York Times, uh, CNN, NBC, all the people who did a great job with Russia that you should definitely trust for this sort of thing. Uh, just, and I've got a feeling that as they keep the secret, I, I think if the moderates are burned out. I think they're completely burned out on this. They're claiming, you know, 50% of Americans want Trump impeached, but this is a CNN poll. So. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, I don't put a lot of stock in the impeachment polls. And of course, one thing with the polls, too, is that the numbers are widely different when you ask impeachment versus removed from office. Now, they well, are they claim separate and processes, removed from office, but... office was like 50 percent and only 42 oh, said they did not want her removed from office. I didn't see that one, but you're talking about a single poll. Yeah, single poll yeah, that was yeah. CNN sponsored. So, 
Yeah. Look, uh, it's... no, this is news to me, so I'll have to check this out later. Um, I, oh, yeah. Anything that gets more information on all of this into public eyes, I think, is a good thing. Even if the I don't know what exactly their tactics were, but presumably nonviolent. They, they didn't, walked they, in. They, okay, they so they didn't said, like break in or something like that. No, they just said we're going in there, and the guards said, "Well, we can't exactly stop you." So ah, they walked okay. in, and the left is trying to claim, "Oh, well, they're they're compromising national security." Okay. That's rich coming from you guys. Yeah, as they leak out every piece of information coming that is from the only meeting bad anyway. For Trump and none yeah. of the stuff that actually exonerates him. Then yeah. there's the information that um, has come out from some of the witnesses saying that I actually said that I got none of that. So it's like 20 witnesses said there was no pre quo quo, and one guy said, and maybe. And they run with that. It was my understanding based on some guy who nodded and winked and nudged me. Uh, but, you know. And draw your own conclusions. I didn't All realize right. wink, wink, what nudge, nudge, say no more, say no more with <laughs> politics and law. Thanks for letting me know, man. I'll have to check it out. I yeah. didn't see that yep. today. It was quite hilarious. Have a great have night. Have a good night. I think he was saying some fountain pen crap. I'm not sure. Uh, Spanners is up next. Spanners, you're good to go if you're ready. Hey, Matt. How are you doing tonight? I'm well. How are you? I can't complain too much. Answer me this. How does a hmm. torso get sick? <laughs> well, my understanding is that it's a uh, a respiratory or uh, like some kind of throat illness, not necessarily a digestive one. But I did uh, not, you know, I'm not the kind of guy who inquires for details. I just take her at her word that her voice is not working. Uh, okay, I got you. Yeah. Um. So so one of the things that's that's been been growing uh are, are the murmurs um on whether or not hillary will uh, make a deck a, a bid for the presidency sure uh coming up you know will she won't she yeah um i'm curious to hear uh what your thoughts are on the matter what her chances might be i have my own opinion i'm here to uh i'm, I'm curious about yours okay uh my guess is that Hillary would like another shot, but does not want to go through with all the day-to-day uh, tiresome events and just, you know, just day-to-day campaigning that is a lot of effort, let's be honest. So if I'm going to guess, uh, uh, I don't know that I'm going to say more likely than not that she joins, but if she joins, which I think is a realistic possibility, I think she just kind of lingers on the sidelines like she's doing right now, saying weird stuff from time to time to sort of keep her in the front of everyone's mind. And then like a week or two before Iowa, she's just like, surprise, bitch, I'm in. And then she can just see she can get the benefit of running by just kind of rolling the dice. And maybe she can capitalize on a weak field. Because if you win Iowa, maybe you win New Hampshire, um, then, you know, then all of a sudden you're the front runner and then it just sort of, it just kind of uh, snowballs from there. You, you really don't have to do a ton of work. So I don't know. I, I'd put that as an outside possibility. The question is, does her entering the race immediately put her in front of Biden and Warren? Um, I think she probably steals support from both. Does she steal critical mass though? We're talking like 30, 40%. Hmm. Oh, I mean, I, I want to say no, but this field is so freaking weak. Uh, I, I don't know. I can't say these things are likely, but I'm saying if it happens, that's the strategy she's going to take. Linger on the sidelines, just hang out, dip in her toes in the pool, and then jump in abruptly just before people start voting. Mm-hmm. I, I think uh, if if she does make a bid, 
um, it's really not going to go anywhere. If anything, mm. um, she might get pushed out uh, in a way similar to how Bernie was uh, last time. Oh no way! Uh, she owns she owns that party, man. But They're but probably rigging it for her right be, now. <laughs> she might not be progressive enough, uh, considering mm. uh, a lot of the crazy stuff we've been hearing. Uh, on but the, she is authoritarian stage. enough. That's what they're really looking for. The she, iron fist, a, a, man. She she's pretty authoritarian, uh, but she hasn't had a, a track record of saying a lot of you know fr- free everything for everyone. Yeah. Uh, you know, hell yes, we'll take your guns. Uh, plus, she's she's tainted from her defeat uh, in the last last term. Yeah, I don't know. I, I want to know who would actually vote for her. Um, they're the type of like maybe middle-aged older Democrats who don't go on the internet ever. Her whole stick has never been her policy positions really anyway. Her, her whole platform is it's my turn. I mean, I don't even remember what her positions were in 2016. It's just, it's my turn. Yeah. All, all I remember from that is, you know, vote for me because I'm a woman Yeah. Uh, and basket of deplorables. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I got to let you go, but, uh, but yeah, we'll revisit this maybe in like a few weeks or months time and maybe things have shifted. Yeah. We'll see how that turns out. Thanks for your yeah. time, man. Of course. Have a good night. You too. Uh, Ooh, here's a, here's a spicy name, but, uh, Oh, here we go. I'm kind of nervous to talk to this person, bro. Your last post didn't honor Israel. All right. <laughs> What's on your mind, you bro? Me? Yeah, go for it. Uh, this is just a spader. It was sort of a prank that we were doing a few hours ago. I got gotcha. you. To start handing. Uh, did you see my email from last week? I sort of called in and talked about uh, Boogaloo list. The two things. Uh, did you send it to my inbox or did you send it to the podcast inbox? Uh, I sent it to Beauty in the Beta. At oh the- yeah, Bl- so Blonde mostly that. handles that one, so I probably did not see it. Okay, what, uh, well, I can what... sort of talk about it. Yeah, go for it. So uh, as far as the water filter goes, you can ha- get pretty good water filters from Amazon. I have a specific one that I'm fond of for like 20 bucks, mm-hmm. and they work really well. But I recommend probably getting more than just it because they do sort of uh, only work for so long. I have to, but, and I have to say thank you. There's some listener who sent me a water filter. <laughs> like I, we talked about it like last week, and and someone sent me to, one to the PO box, and I don't know who it was. So I got to say thanks to whoever that was. Um, the only filters nice. I've worked with are like wilderness water filters, you know, that sort of thing. Is there a big difference between, say, just a, a water filter you would take backpacking to fill up your canteen out of a creek versus like a filter you would want in a survival situation? Uh, for an extended period of time. Not really. I mean, the same principle applies. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and then about the body armor, I, yeah. I guess I would have to ask, like, what would be your budget? Because there's a really wide variation. Yeah. Sort of um, quality and usefulness of armor. I'm willing to spend, I mean, I'm, I'm willing to spend enough for a quality product. So we're talking, you know, a few hundred dollars uh, for yeah. sure. And, I, and I'd want something that's got, I'm not, super keen on the ins and outs of the ratings, but something that's got a fairly high caliber rating. I would actually, um, I'd be willing to compromise a little bit on weight for stopping power. 
uh, just yeah, because, think- you know, I don't, I don't necessarily expect that I, like, I want something to get out of, I want something that is going to get me out of a life threatening situation. Not something that I actually have to like, I don't know, trek across the country or be on some extended patrol or something like that. I mean, I'm talking like I am in a, an emergency situation. I need to get the hell out of here very fast and survive. That's what I'm talking about. Okay. So if that's the case, I think my recommendation Hesco level four plates. They can be okay. had for about $200 for one. Okay. But yeah. That's, that's going to stop most rifle rounds mm-hmm. and all handgun rounds. Unless yeah. they're armor piercing, but that okay. the armor piercing ammunition is exceptionally difficult to come by. You, so, are there so. any um, manufacturers you recommend? Hesco is the manufacturer I mentioned, and they oh, make just that. Okay, good plates. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. H e s c o. Okay. But yeah, if if you had to pick one, that would be my recommendation. They're relatively affordable, and they mm-hmm. make a cut that will fit most plate carriers. Okay. So, all right. Well, thanks, man. Appreciate it. Yeah. Good talking. You as well. Have a good night. Okay. Uh, we're 10 before. Let's just go to the top of the hour and then I'll catch up with, uh, with super chat and streamlabs after that. So let's see if I can get through a few more, uh, before, uh, before the top of the hour here, dangerous spaces. What's going on, man? Hey, hey, gone. Sorry. I'll just turn the the sound off. I'm Um, doing all right. Hey, um, just, I just want to quickly read a little bit of a sentence of that latest uh, um, witness in the Ukraine thing. You actually have a, a quoted sentence, or is this like filtered through somebody? This is CNN. No, no, not a quote. This is CNN uh, coverage. It's not what okay. I'm talking about. But I see. But tell see. me if you can pick up the problem with this first sentence, not even okay. the whole thing. The top U.S. diplomat in Ukraine, Bill Taylor, testified Tuesday that he had been told President Trump would withhold military aid to the country and it goes on and on. But did you pick the issue with that? Yeah, sure. It's second hand. I mean, and, yeah. and it's actually third hand or na- I don't know how many hands because not only d- did he, so he was told it. Yeah. By, did it, did it say who told him that? Uh, possibly in the thing, but the whole point is I don't care if he's been told. And then it's filtered did, through did, CNN too. I mean, we don't he, even know if he said yeah, that. Yeah. That's the other problem. Did did he witness? Uh, did he witness it firsthand? I don't care if he's been told. You could be. I could be. I could tell you I'm a unicorn. That doesn't mean anything. Yeah, I, it's uh, that's that's what every. It's amazing. I mean, I, I talked about it on the Sunday stream, and I still keep turning on the news in the morning because it's hilarious. Every morning is new bombshell, shocking. The shocking facts emerge, and it's like this isn't shocking. It's not bombshell. It is a game of telephone, and yeah. even if true, a lot of these things aren't particularly damning. Some of them might be ethically questionable if they happened as described. But why yeah. in God's name would I trust any of your descriptions given your track record? Yeah. Anyway, just to move on to the thing I actually want to talk about, yeah, yeah. as a as a religious Australian. I figure I'd ask you as a non-religious American mm-hmm. um, about the Beto thing a couple of weeks ago. We didn't get onto it very much yeah. last week. Of Because to me, the separation between church and state, I can look at it and go, okay, fine, no problems. But that has to be a two-way street, and it doesn't seem like anyone wants it, anyone that's against the church wants it to be. They want the government to be able to inflict, uh, not inflict, that's probably the wrong word, uh, but put pressure on churches or make rules for churches, but churches can't have an influence on government. Surely it should be a two-way street. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah, and even the separation of church and state is a principle that is sort of um, interpreted into the general constitutional theme, but it is not actually a constitutional clause. What the Constitution yeah. says is that the state will not establish a religion, so we're not going to have you know the United States of Catholicism. But I think you're exactly right that that um, it, it is a mistaken interpretation uh, of the founding intent, in my view, that we're going to have the government boss around church affairs or association. And that's why I'm so, I mean, I'm obviously so strong on team church on this issue, even though I myself don't have much interest in actually attending those churches or participating in those churches, because it's just about your own freedom to think and believe and associate as you see fit. And, and that freedom is as fundamental as it gets. Once we start allowing the government to direct those sorts of free, you have nothing left at that point. There is no freedom after that. It's just you operate at someone else's direction. It's as simple as that. Yeah, and I think the other thing that people don't really think about is in terms of services a church might offer, mm-hmm. a lot of the times they can offer those services because the the tithe or the the money that people give into the church funds the services. But if they suddenly are starting to be taxed, they have to cut back on services yeah. because money is going towards the government. It can't go to the services. Right. So it is them essentially saying, well, we are going to dictate how the church is running things. Yeah. Because the services that they're running, which come from people within the congregation giving money, I mean, essentially you can view it as charity. That's basically the idea of what it is. Right, exactly. Is yeah. people giving charity money for the church to, you know, like we, my church um, has helped build a hospital in Uganda. Mm-hmm. Uh, they retrain uh, victims of sex trafficking uh, in job skills so they don't get sold back in. Um, they're working in the Congo doing some medical stuff. And, you know, they're doing a whole yeah. bunch of stuff. I mean, and it's they can't all, do that if they start getting money taken off them right. from the government. It's all it's all great stuff. And, of course, churches do so many good things for so many people. And the great thing is, if you disagree, if you don't think those the church what the church is going doing is good, it's it's voluntary. It's not like taxation, which is extortion from you, whether you like it or not. If you think the church is mishandling your money, you are welcome to leave the church and put your money mm. elsewhere. We've we've really forgotten the principle of of um, voluntarism in charity and the good that it does. Anyway, yeah. uh, last word if you want it. Ah, uh, no, I think I'll leave it this week and let you try to get to some more people. If sure, possible. thanks, man. We'll catch you next. No time. worries. You have, a, you have a good night. All right. Uh, let's see. I'm gonna give. Let's. I'll. Uh, I'll see if I can get through two more guys. Last silver bullet is uh, is up next. Last silver bullet. You're good to go if you're ready. I'm doing all right. How are you? How's it going? Oh man, I can't believe I'm on the show. Long time. First listener, time, huh? First time, yeah, long time listener, first time caller. Well, thanks for calling in, and uh, thanks for paying homage to the finest beer choice in the world. Oh man, you're full of shit. <laughs> it's all about Bud Light. Get the hell out of here. You ever see that? Well, yeah. I was never a big Bud Light guy, but the reason I will not consume it. Which I guess I'm kind of a hypocrite because I consume stuff I don't agree with all the time. But the Bud Light ad with Amy Schumer and Seth Rogen, there were two. One was a gay wedding ad and one was a wage gap ad. Well, it's still better than Coors Light. Okay, well, to each his own. We live in a free country. Yeah, so I got a question for you. Um, Which is gayer? (laughs) If you suck a dick from the front or suck it from the back? (laughs) Uh, I mean... I, 
I guess it would be less traditional from from behind. Uh, so uh, okay, I suppose so it might be fair. more queer that way, if uh, if we're referring to it in the odd sense. Okay, so which one do you do? <laughs> uh, I, I, are you saying I'm at gunpoint? This is the weirdest terrorism situation ever. Uh, some, some. Well, let's let's just let's just say that you're in a very uncomfortable situation. I mean, I'm not. I would not choose to do either of those. Okay. Well, what what if they were threatening your Mexican um, peg leg stripper girlfriend? <laughs> uh, I guess I'd try to fight him. I don't know, man. Like, do you, oh, okay. do you have a do you have a case to make for either either side of this uh, proposition? Well, I mean, I mean, I'm not really one to judge, but you know, if you went from behind, that's perfectly fine too. You know, ain't Why would it be it. better though? Well, you know, you gotta you gotta you know change it up every once in a while. You know, some people get stuck in the same old grind. You know. <laughs> All right. All right, last word if you want it. <clears throat> nah, nah, you have a good one. All right, you as well. Thanks. Uh, okay. Well, uh, you never know what you're going to get, I guess. Uh, I'm going to give the last word to AJ tonight. AJ, you're good to go if you're ready, man. Oh, hello. Cool. Hello. What, what's on your mind? What's on my mind? Um, I forgot there for a moment. Where's the blonde? She is sick tonight, so I, I've been rolling solo. Oh, cool. I hope she's feeling better. My she better be by Sunday. we got a costume show to do, so she'll be back. <laughs> cool. It's not the same without her. Um, my question is about how far do you think... Who do you think will succeed in the Democrat circus? Just to get the nomination? Yeah, just uh, so do I get to pick? I'll ask the same question I asked earlier. Do I is are outsiders an option, or do I have to pick the people who are running formally right now? Do you actually think there's going to be an outsider? I would put. Uh, I'm not going to pick a specific outsider, but I'm willing to put put general outsider fairly high in this proposition. Really? Like I'm not saying Hillary or Michelle Obama specifically, but if I can group anyone who's, if I can just group all outsiders together, I might yeah. put it up there in like top three at least. Yeah. Yeah. I always thought it would be um, Michelle. I don't think Hillary's got a chance in hell, but I, I, I would love to see Hillary. Come on. That will be a circus worth watching. I, I'll be in stitches. Well, what do you think? Uh, do you think she's going to jump in? And if not, what do you think she's doing right now? Because I can't, like, why is she, why does she keep appearing in the news weirdly? I, I don't, I guess she's I, done that for a while, but it just seems like oddly timed with the Democratic Party realizing our candidates kind of suck. You there? Did I lose you? AJ? Okay. All right. I'll let you hang out for a second. Um, but that is going to do it on calls tonight, guys. I appreciate everyone's patience. And, um, you know, as always, I try to get to as many people as I can. Can't get to everybody. We'll catch up with you next week. And if you're having trouble getting into the live room or you want to participate in the show, but you can't do it live, of course, send us a question for the stream. That's beautyandthebeta at gmail.com. Put call-in show question in the subject line. So we know Are you there? Before. 
Yeah, yeah, I still got you. I'll give you the last word if you want it. Maybe we had a connection interruption or something. I think we had a connection. I think Hillary is trying to get her way in. So you think she will the run? nominations. She's going to torpedo a few people. Hmm. Okay, so you, you think she's in, but do you think that she could... Do you think she can win the nomination? Do you think she can beat Trump? No, I don't. No, hmm. it's going to be a laugh. It, it's going to be the funniest thing ever. All Watching right. her get destroyed again is going to be the most fabulous thing ever. All right. Well, thanks for calling in, man. Appreciate it. All right, you got beautiful puppy dog eyes. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I appreciate it. <laughs> hey. Have a good night. Thanks. All right, have a good all right. Appreciate everybody calling in tonight and helping me make the best of uh, what I'm sure was a less fiery, less spicy stream. But hey, you know, I do what I can. I'm going to read through um, what looks like we got a pretty short list of Super Chats tonight. So I should be able to read through these uh, fairly quickly. And uh, and then we'll call it a stream and we'll see you back on Sunday, I hope. Uh, DSA, Kevin Flanagan. I don't know if this is the actual Kevin Flanagan or a new Kevin Flanagan. Presumably the old one. Um if one of your listeners got my phone number and gave it to that hooker, I would appreciate it if they do not do that again. Uh, well, I had no part in that, but uh, I, I, it's possible that this stream had something to do with it. I know that we had some, some, uh, some, some phone numbers for women of the night circulating. So uh, you'll have to ask around and see what happened there. Sore Loser says, hi, blonde. Way to grow a beard. Your transition is going well, I see. Well, I, I don't know if I fulfilled her character tonight. Probably not. But, uh, you know, we do what we can. Thank you. Uh, Kevin Flanagan again says, uh, if you think climate alarmists are bad, I heard about this religion that sucks. <laughs> Kevin, and now I know why blonde has to <laughs> read your super chats before. Shoot. <laughs> Before she says them, Laurel says, thank you, Kevin. Laurel says, what's your best guess for when the shit hits the fan and how it goes down or how will it go down? Well, I'm most nervous about uh, election night 2020 and I'm most nervous if Trump wins. And I'm not necessarily nervous for me here in Heartland America uh, or anyone else in the so-called flyover states. I'm nervous for the urban centers, the coastal urban centers. Uh, That's uh, I'm not necessarily worried that I'm going to face a, a terrible situation in my immediate vicinity, but I'm talking like Antifa riots, uh, proper, uh, violence against people and property like we've never seen before. Last time it was kind of like a surprise and everyone treated it as a joke. It won't be a joke this time. And, um, you know, obviously each person should prepare as he or she sees fit, but to our friends who live in the Seattle's, the San Francisco's, the New York's, um, I hope that you have a plan for what could happen that night. I, I really worry about how violent and scary things could get if this if Trump is reelected. And right now, I think Trump is a clear favorite to be reelected. We'll see how the race plays out. Uh, Kevin Flanagan, <laughs> thank you. Jeez, Kevin. Um, Kevin, you're being you're. I, uh, <laughs> Well, he's, he did say this one. Jared Holt sodomizes and eats little boys, in my opinion. Thank you for qualifying so I don't get in trouble for that. We won't present it as fact. It's just one man's opinion. Appreciate it. Sarah Dillingham says, Big thanks to Blonde for saying what needs to be said about the Michaela Peterson and Jordan, uh, Jordan Peterson issue. What an excruciating train wreck. Rule 13, don't hire your daughter as business manager to showcase family issues all over social media. Yeah, I think um, especially that last point in my perspective. Now, of course... 
you know, I, I always, I think Jordan Peterson has done far more good than bad. I am very glad that he entered the scene. I admire him. Uh, and I sympathize with what's going on right now with his family. And I hope all the best for him and his wife. And and the deal with the, the daughter situation is, as we mentioned before, and as you mentioned, she voluntarily put this information out there. And, and I can't necessarily say that, oh, that's off limits to criticize when it was volunteered publicly. So I know that a lot of people just don't like any negativity on this issue whatsoever. But I mean, hey, if it's being put before you to view, are you not allowed to have whatever opinion on it you you want? So I just hope the best for that family. I hope I hope everything uh, works out to the best that it can for sure. Uh, Trucker Chris says the the Fed is printing one ticket a week in an ongoing bank bail or an ongoing bank bailout that won't stop until hyperinflation hits. Farms in the north where were hit. Uh, with an early blizzard causing unknown crop loss. Yeah, I mean, it was crazy here. The snow this year already has been insane. Prepare now while your money is still good. Uh, it's always wise to be prepared for for any sort. Just be prepared if no one else can take care of you for X amount of days' time. I think that's wise advice, whether you're worried about natural disaster, whether you're worried about uh, civil unrest, whether you're worried about the value of the dollar uh, diminishing, for sure. Uh, Mike Bob says, I'd like to congratulate Canada on reelecting their first black prime minister. That's great. The stealth Hispanic says, hey, Matt, did you know the Gallup poll on impeachment may have had illegal immigrants voting in it? So really makes uh, your fountain pen work. I did not know that. But I wonder, I assume they don't have a citizenship question on those polls. So one would presume that that would be the case, uh, or at least the possibility of that being the case. Shark Breath Scorpion says, even if the strings of a lute are left alone, they quiver with the same music. Give your hearts, but not into each other's keeping, for only the hand of life can contain your hearts. Stand together, ending our days with a kiss. Uh, thanks you, thank you for those words. Patrick Meredith says, uh, never forget, I wish I could get people to Pokemon Go to the polls. That was a Hillary classic. I will not forget that one. Semper Ad Meliora says, uh, here's how Hillary becomes president. She hangs around in the news. Biden chooses her as VP. His dementia mysteriously becomes acute until he's a drooling zombie. Hillary becomes the president. I like that one. I, uh, that, that's a good theory I've not heard before, but I can buy into that one. Uh, JCKDDSN, thoughts on 10 millimeter. I've actually never shot 10 millimeter. I know it's a popular choice for a lot of people, or at least it's making a, a comeback as, as sort of like a previously abandoned caliber. Um, but I, I would not be able to opine. I don't have any 10 millimeter firearms and I've never in fact shot one. So, um, you know, I, I, I check out, check out your local gun range. Hopefully they have something to rent or find a buddy who's got one or, uh, you know, head over to one of the many fine gun channels on YouTube and see what their, uh, their opinions are. Uh, Kevin Flanagan, <laughs> wouldn't want the church stopping you from being a colossal sodomite, huh? You subhuman snow nog. Hey, man, I live a traditional life. What do you want from me? And, uh, you know, us snow nogs are a fine people. I, I don't know what you have against us. Never heard the term scando until Kevin Flanagan emailed me and called me a scando. And so uh, I, I will not have my, my people uh, diminished in such ways anymore. Mike Bob says, nobody wins the game of gay chicken. There's only degrees of losing. I suppose that might be true. <laughs> uh, let's see what we got over on Streamlabs real quick. Um, 
Chicken Fried Monkey says, uh, we are getting a Nashville, Tennessee meetup together for the weekend of the 1st or the 8th, and I want to let anyone interested who isn't in the registry know, yes, it's okay to read this. Email is, uh, so she says it's okay to read this. Uh, email is chickenfriedmonkey at twc.com for the info. <laughs> I can't read the last part because it's inspired by Kevin Flanagan, but the uh, <laughs> the trolley spirit is always appreciated, Chicken Fried Monkey. Uh, so if people are interested, if you're in the Nashville area and you want to get together or join the join the meetup group again, that's Chicken Fried Monkey at twc.com. Uh, sorry for the donation issue Sunday. She says thanks for fixing it for me. Just so you know, I had um, been donating via credit card, but your system hadn't been allowing it the last two weeks, so I had to use PayPal. I hope the credit card companies aren't doing something to you. I don't think so. And um, yes, and I'm glad that we got that situation resolved. And just just for anyone who who is curious about um, Super Chat and contributing to this show, if if there ever is an accident, like a multiple uh, contribution, or you have second thoughts later, you just decide you hate us now and you want your money within reason, of course. Like I'm not going to refund you from a year ago, but always reach out. I'm happy to send money back that was either mistakenly sent or you know something's changed. Chicken Fried Monkey had an issue, and um, and we got it resolved quickly. So I want everyone to be aware of that. We try to be uh, as honest about that sort of thing on this show as possible. And um, everyone everyone who's supporting the show is encouraged to get in touch whenever there's an issue. Uh, Chicken Fried Monkey says, Matt, you can make it two hours. Don't make me change my name to Chicken Fried Matt Christensen. Hey, I, I'm, I'm doing what I can, and um, I'm off the rest of this week. We're taking a little trip, uh, my fiancé and I are, and I got to be up at like 4 in the morning tomorrow. So you know, complications on my end as well. But I appreciate everybody dealing with sort of an odd show this week. And lastly, Chicken Fried Monkey says, advise me on a new concealed carry weapon. I've been carrying a 380, but I want a nine millimeter for concealed carry. Remember, I'm short, a short, small woman and weapons are hard for me to hide sometimes depending on my clothing advice. Well, my daily carry is a 380 as well. Uh, some with some uh, change in the winter, especially I might carry nine millimeter in the winter, but for every person it's uh, it, it's it's just a question of what you're comfortable shooting and what you what you're good with. Can you land the shot if you have to land the shot? So, um, for for every person out there, I would never say this is the caliber for you. the 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 tests that I've seen, and of course, I'm not the expert on this sort of thing, so I defer to people who are actually doing these tests in the field. But a you know, it's more about placing the shot where it needs to be placed than about the caliber, unless we're talking insanely small calibers. But the difference between 380 and 9mm, of course, we're talking generally the, the same projectile. One's just got more powder behind it. But I, the stats I've seen, just as lethal as long as it's, it's placed in the right spot. Just as effective at downing a person, assuming there's no armor or something involved, as long as it's, it's placed in the right spot. So if you're a good shot... Hey, man, whatever caliber works for you. And of course, uh, I'd always say head down to your gun range. Uh, if you've got one in your area, people who know what they're talking about, rent out what's a comfortable, uh, rent out a bunch of guns, find what's a comfortable shooter for you and, and go from there. Okay, and thanks to uh, Darth Jones over on DLive for supporting the show as well. That's going to be a wrap. I appreciate uh, everybody hanging out with me tonight. I know it's not necessarily what you'd expected and perhaps the spiciness and the bants were lacking, but, you know, it's all about consistency. It's all about keeping the show going. And I appreciate everybody who tunes into this show on a weekly basis. And that's why I want to make sure it happens as much as I can, even if it's a little odd from time to time. So, of course, we'll be back on Sunday. Full costume. We're going to talk about all sorts of interesting Halloween stories. Some spooky, some funny. And um, the big costume reveal will be there as well. So we'll see you then. Have a good week. Bye.